Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 203, and today we'll be talking about the first issue of the Harmony miniseries. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, uh, thanks, thanks to the movie teaser, we have a little bit of hype about this miniseries going in. It felt like one of the most plot-relevant <laughs> stories ever told in the comics. I think that's helped by just the way they start off, even having Topaz back and, I don't know, felt more like an actual part of the show than anything we've had. Except for all of the times when it's out of Steven's perspective, obviously. But yeah, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's like this is the kind of material you would put into an episode. It especially is given that weight by the visual style they've chosen here. I mean, more realistic, a little more detailed. I really enjoyed that just starting off seeing the Topazes looking at all the different cores really caught my attention. I love that shot of Homeworld in the first panel. Yeah, we've never really seen anything like that. Everything we've seen on Homeworld is so abstract or or pulled out, uh, zoomed out really far. So this was I, I wonder like how much this artist had instructed uh, on them like how much they were told i wonder just how crewniverse approved that art is i hope it's crewniverse approved well i mean we we even have part of the cityscape which is you know that's a pretty big deal so i'm sure the artist was instructed by the crew but it'll be really interesting to see so this comic definitely has not let us know yet whether or not the harmony core has anything to do with the movie but again, there's there's basically no way that, I mean, what are the odds that they would have a big red crystal heart in two things that are dropping at around the same time? I just am not sure. But anyway, I, I guess it's hard to tell yet. But I'll be very surprised if in issue two things change and it is connected to the movie because that's just such a surprising move. But this is a weekly. Is this a weekly based comic or a monthly, monthly. based? Monthly. So it's going to be... September, October, November, December is when it's finally going to end. Yeah. December movie release. That would be something else. That would, you know, it's funny, though, because they don't advertise the comics to kids in any real way. Actually, probably January. They like to air new episodes in January or February. Yeah, it could definitely be a January. They really like the first week of January, too. But yeah, the comics are kind of something that only online fans know about, and it's not something Cartoon Network shoots at the kids through TV ads or through the Cartoon Network app. So I don't know how kids are supposed to know about it except from their local comic book store, which I don't know how <laughs> many kids do that. That uh, isn't, you know. Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for me, keeping me back from believing that it could be tied in with the movie. But at any rate, as far as the actual comic goes, another thing that I really enjoy besides just the art style, which also Aquamarine in this art style, too. I'm just while I'm mm -hmm. flipping through pages again, her doubt casting face is amazing. But the abandoned structures that we just haven't seen as much of from season one, seeing what how's the harmony containers like. Just gives off such a cool vibe. I miss all these like abandoned alien structures in the show. And this one is kind of secluded off on some distant shore. That distant shore, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I hope we get like in the movie, we get this Bigfoot song from Sadie Killer and the <laughs> Suspects oh. after after they fix Sour Cream, of course. Yes. The Bigfoot song was a real surprise. I don't think we've ever seen a song in the comics. 
But this song almost has like full lyrics, has at least like two pages of Sadie singing this thing. And <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the lyrics, but I like it. It's awesome. I like how I like her shot when she's singing so big and you can kind of you can almost see the fangs like her hair <laughs> is going wild. It's like I see Sadie transforming before my eyes with that uh, light show they're giving us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I that I would be very happy to hear that song fully performed. I do wonder if those things they fight at the at the place. I wonder, are those summoned monsters or are they like robonoids? I'm assuming they're like robonoids because they collapse like robonoids once the control signal is disrupted. I'm pretty sure they're robonoids because when Garnet rips one in half, you can see some wires actually hanging out, which isn't well, not wires, more like veins. But no, those are those are those are totally wires. Yeah, the, so maybe not completely Cruniverse approved. Yeah, it should be veins and not wires or something more, you know, organic like. I mean, that's that's very modern human tech. Yeah. Well, I thought that way in general. They kind of they they're sort of copying off the virus style slightly. At least the legs remind me of that, sort of like the bacteriophage like structures in the kindergarten. But those really stood out to me as, um, you know, because we see so few of the robotics in the show. You know, we haven't seen anything defended by actual little robots before. So, But yeah, Garnet's prediction of how that encounter with the core could have gone, how it uh, affects Peridot's physical form when she touches it, trying to trying to see what it is. I mean, maybe that's where we get our... Happy gem from the teaser, you know, maybe maybe that's a gem who touches it and gets taken over. It'd be interesting to see, especially since it looks like it has some kind of corrupting power. You know, is that in any way connected to the kind of corrupting power that diamonds have? Also, they said it affects organic life, but I don't know if that's just in mind control or can it do more? But as far as that scene with Garnet seeing the future goes, that's also a moment that we never really get to see in the show because everything's from Steven's perspective. Yeah. Actually seeing Garnet have a vision sort of <laughs> further clouds how future vision worked as we uh, have discussed I do before. like that they did that, though. They used Garnet's future vision like that. I, I like I like the attempt. Yes. Well, it's so much more understandable than, well, she vaguely understands things are going to happen. No, like she sees them. But the show's seen, you know, Steven actually living them out. So yeah, like I just watched Future Boys Ultron today. So I mean, Steven sees the possible futures and comprehends them instantly. Right. Yeah. And in that case, he sees them way faster than than we do. All of his flashback or not flashbacks, but visions in um, Winter Forecast. Well, he's he's much more in tune with his powers now, but I don't know. With a name like Harmony Core, I'm I'm starting to have my hypothesis about what it does after the first issue. You see how it kind of affected Sour Cream and Greg. Question about that later. But what what if it kind of builds itself an organic army and uses that to deal with any organics on a planet that the gems themselves can't fight, and then they can get right back onto colonizing once the organics have been neutralized by the core. Seems like a very reasonable explanation. I'd only add in why does it also affect gems? Why isn't it a tool for a single purpose? Maybe that's an inevitable consequence of how it works. Like, you know, we could make it not affect gems, but like, what are the odds that a gem's going to be around it when we have to activate a Harmony Core? And if it is, or if there is a gem nearby, who cares? Hmm. 
Another question I have about the Harmony Core is sort of about gem tech, which is ever since Mirror Gem and Ocean Gem, I've wondered if the gem powered objects that they have, you know, we even see the topazes looking at hundreds of these things, thousands of these things. Are these potentially sentient things that are being controlled or are these gem tech that just look crystalline? Are the Harmony Gems actually gems that are just being prevented from taking form? Are Harmony Cores actually gems? Maybe that's something that the movie would explore. You know, that's some that's kind of a dark part of Homeworld that we haven't dug into in a while. How much of their tech is actually powered by completely controlled gems, you know, completely subjugated and diminished gems? Well, I don't know. They try to hunt down and destroy off colors. So I don't I, I would think that they would try to power their stuff with off colors. So I think they would try to capture them rather than destroy them if that were the case. Maybe. But I'm not thinking that they have to just be using their broken, degenerate gems. They could also just, that's the purpose of some gems, right? To just be these powers. Like, I don't know if they necessarily care about, like, gem worth or gem dignity, (laughs) you know? If your purpose is to be a tool, then that's just what you carry out. I mean, that's definitely the kind of empire that I would expect to have that attitude. Yeah. I mean, I'd expect more something like the scroll from from the breakfast <laughs> episode to be what they do with gems that they don't like, right? Crush them into <laughs> a powder up. seems a little more their style. But I, I did promise a question about Greg and sour cream. Now, I put the question out on the subreddit. Nobody, nobody could really tell. Is there anything in the comic that marks Greg and sour cream as being similar? Or why were they the first two we see affected? I mean, sour cream was surrounded by other people, so... Greg was right there, so it makes sense that he would be affected first. Why sour cream? I mean, why not Why not Jenny or Sadie or Buck? Yeah, I don't know if that's purely plot or if we can think of any other reason. Of course, Greg's the only non-gem in the room when he falls down. And sour cream, like, I don't know. There's really no differences. It's not like a gender difference. Like, I'm trying to think about similarities between Greg and sour cream. They're both guys, but so is, so is Buck. I don't know. And how many more? Is it just these citizens of Beach City? I'm assuming it's a lot more of an effect, right? Maybe they're just the two that the Harmony Corps liked. I mean, I don't know. Don't know at this point. But we don't really know why it's had this reaction. Also, it kind of feeds the theory that it's not a gem if it's able to still do things within the bubble. Unless the bubbles aren't as strong as we've thought them to be in keeping gems unconscious. Well, remember, that's when the gem doesn't have its physical form, but the Harmony Core isn't meant to have one, so... That could be a good point, too. Who knows? Anyway, if any if anyone listening can come up with any similarities between Sour Cream and Greg that were shown in the comic, then please do let us know. It is a mystery at this point. Also, what kicks this off besides... I guess they just break one? Which is what starts making the things go rogue? Is that really the only stimuli it has? I don't think they broke it. Well, they, yeah, they did damage it and it activated them all. Yeah, it didn't shatter. I don't know. I wondered how these things were actually controlled before. You know, if it was used to subjugate life on other planets, you know, is that controlled by a diamond? Are these things just supposed to do things on their own? How is this thing going to control these these two unfortunate people without anyone to guide them? Like, I don't know. They kind of just fell on the ground right now. I don't know what happens next, but very weird. I do like also, though, how they stayed in line with the hundred years thing, which is similar to the building yeah. that housed the time. Just like the sea shrine. The time yeah. thingy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll turn itself off in a hundred years. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, uh, Topaz is thousands of years old already, and she's got thousands of years more to live or forever. <laughs> I mean, we've never, never seen know. end spans for gems. Yeah, I mean, I figure the time comes for them all sooner or later. I mean, she's in a dangerous line of work. Yeah, it's like biological immortality. Something natural will still happen. Some event. Or it's perfectly natural. <laughs> for a gem or a human anyway but yeah the comics like this one was especially short compared to very much in style of the other stuff published by boom we get so little here it feels very much like a hiatus from the show when you have to wait a <laughs> month in between yeah very normal such is the nature of comics they definitely set up a good cliffhanger at the ending there <laughs> yeah it definitely needs to be continued <laughs> i mean There's... of course they don't they don't need to do that to me because I I want answers about the Harmony Corps. Like you, you can you can pull me through the whole mini series and then some by promising me information about that. You don't need to put Greg and Sour Cream in imminent danger. <laughs> but I am curious about what's going to happen to them next. Are they going to become an army? Are they going to be turned into clones of some gem? Who knows? Yeah, there's really I have no predictions on what's next because I'm trying to play out like what's the plot of the comic next. Like, if they just have their minds controlled, how do you react to that? What are the gems supposed to do? They already have it bubbled. Are they going to punch it into space? Like the puffer <laughs> fish? Like, I mean, you know, there's nothing really to do with it to fix it. So if they're just going to deal with the effects of it, the effects have to be more than just like mindlessly standing there or just attacking, you know? You do need a problem they can punch. Yeah. If I may get shirt club. Oh, just uh, just like have the magic shirts... You know, mind controlled their wearers. <laughs> Unless Steven goes full empath on this Harmony Core and like can reach out to it in some way, which would help yeah. explore the nature of is it a gem versus is it purely a tool? He is the mar most harmonious of them. If that plays into the title, right? It could. Mm. I mean, I wonder I wonder if they solve the problem by Steven touching it. <laughs> I mean, he already solved a much bigger cluster with, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with his power, so. Well, he made friends with the cluster, so. Yeah. I mean, he's made friends with almost the diamonds at this point, so I, he hasn't. Ever... No, he's more than friends. He's family. Yeah, that's a big yikes. White Diamond turned the whole homeworld into an olive garden for him. <laughs> uh-huh. And they don't even use that slogan anymore. No. Homeworld. When you're here, you're family. <laughs> uh, because otherwise you'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, really the only other notable scenes I have, besides this song really goes on for a while, but they also have Peridot coming in on it. Um, oh, yeah. You know, th there's moments like this where it's just like, like this whole comic I would have enjoyed seeing animated. But, you know. I liked her little rant about rock, paper, scissors. Yes, I had that down, too. Obviously, rock should always be superior. How have I never seen this before? You know, <laughs> it's the perfect argument. Uh that's why we love Peridot so much. I liked, uh, I loved seeing Opal just, you know, cameo. Giant woman. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've done that before in the comics, even with, I don't, maybe they've only had Opal. And so they just keep answering our Hopal for Opal. But, you know, they can easily put the fusions in the comics because they don't have to pay any VAs. Yep. So, I mean, that would be awesome if they just made a, if they just made an ongoing series like, one for Opal, one for Sugalette. Yeah, just have fusions just, that you can't have in the show anymore. Just a bunch of adventures, each featuring the gem 
Or maybe just one ongoing series for favorite fusions. You know, that could be a ton of fun for an artist to there's so many pairings that you're not going to have time to do in the show to have a fusion centric comic series. And, you know, they have like examples of like what our Roto Knight would look like or what all of Sapphire's solo fusions would look like. Like, you, you know, they have those drawings somewhere hidden away that they could give to the comic creators. Mm-hmm. Well, back in the day. When the eventual Sardonyx talk show episode, whose title also escapes me. Uh, Know Your Fusion. uh, Know Your Fusion. Yeah. Know Your Fusion. A lot of people thought that that might showcase, (sighs) you know, fusions we hadn't seen before. Would have been nice. This would definitely be a way to do it. Oh, well. Any more thoughts on Harmony number one? Ready for Harmony number two. Oh, definitely. Oh, yes. If if I may rose a little (laughs) bit. The only other thing that... I'm wondering is if this does move on to the movies, like where is this placed in the show? We definitely have, you know, Paradox living with them. We've seen Topaz already, so it's past that point in the show. Are there any more milestones that we have? This has to be not long after Sadie Killer because Sadie's just recently quit from the Big Donut and her mom is still used to, you know, getting her ready to go to work. Yeah, that kind of threw me off because we've been far enough away from now in the show, I couldn't exactly figure out, has it been a week? Is Sadie just taking a really long time to get over this? So that's a good point. It might be only at max several weeks after Lars has been gone and the band's been doing their thing. So, yeah, I I don't think that we're going to... I'm not going to get my mad Morganite chasing Steven through Homeworld, but again, I I didn't expect that. Yeah. I kind of figured that it was that, uh, because we saw Sadie in the preview yeah it'd just be so much different for the comics can take place anytime they want within the show although they've always typically followed within the they've kind of kept it on a regular schedule of keeping it within the recent batch of episodes but for the movie to take place (laughs) you know in the past 10 or 15 episodes back would feel so strange because then you'd also be like how does that reintegrate into you know if you know that that happened and then this whole recent bomb happens like that doesn't make any sense you know you're kind of like how do those flow i mean i guess we'll find out won't we we'll find out in a month (laughs) so yeah that was harmony number one Uh, according to the comic it'll be september 5th when harmony number two comes out so we'll definitely be covering that uh with great anticipation but until next week i'm gc13 and i'm david uh don't forget to leave us a review on itunes Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.